Hello and welcome to The Dirt, Quick and Dirty, in association with the Organic Gardening Catalogue. I'm Laura, editor of Grow Your Own magazine, and the rest of the edit team will be joining me shortly. But before that, I thought we could take a look at some of the top jobs to do in your garden this week. So let's get started. We're coming into a crucial time in the fruit garden, and it's important to make sure that pollinators have access to blooms on undercover or cloche-covered plants. Pollination is essential for good fruit set. It is, however, possible to hand pollinate some crops. For example, you can use a small, soft paintbrush to hand pollinate undercover strawberries. You can start sowing your carrot crops outside now, but do remember when you're thinning them out, you should be careful not to crush the foliage as the scent will attract the dreaded carrot fly. Thinning carefully by hand can help avoid this. A fun project for this week is making supports for young pea and bean plants. It's a good time to get creative and make a structure that really suits the size and style of your growing space. We'd love to see if you've got any particularly creative or elaborate plant supports that you've made, or being true to the dirt, those that didn't work so well too. So do get in touch on our socials. So there are a few ideas for you to get started with. And now let's catch up with the rest of the team. Hello, Blake, and hello, Rose. Hi, Laura. Hi. Hello. How are you both? Well, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Good. Looking forward to getting out in the garden at lunchtime. I'm a bit cold because I'm sitting outside. I, <laughs> I decided on a bit of a whim this morning to come outside with my coffee. Yeah. Because it was blue skies and sunshine, but the sun hasn't come round into my courtyard yet. So I'm just sitting here oh, no. in my track, in my tracksuit bottoms and my coat. Like, kind of <laughs> Oh, that is an outfit. Yeah, so you might hear some birds in the background or you might hear me sneezing because of hay fever, I don't know. But courtyard garden must get very hot when you do get some sun. Oh, it's so lovely. It's such a little sun trap. It gets too hot. When we get to the height of summer, it's just too much. But at the moment, it's perfect once we get to about midday. Oh, well, once we're allowed out again, we'll all be round for sunbathing in Blake's garden. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what facing garden yours is? Because I tried to work this out the other day because my our garden gets really sunny like at the start of the day and then as soon as it hits a certain time, it, all the sun's gone. So you have to make your move if you're sunbathing very early on. Mm. I think, is that south facing? I, I never know. I need to work out, get a compass. Ours is north facing, um, but luckily it still does get a decent amount of sun. But it just means that the back of our house is quite often quite a bit colder than the front of our house but we do we oh, do tend okay. to get the sun in the garden later in the day oh okay ours must be the opposite then but um talking of gardens I do have a secret garden story to share with you both a secret garden yeah we do love oh. a secret garden here <laughs> yeah. a hidden gem yeah um so the Mail Online did a profile on a secret Japanese garden that's hidden behind sort of one of the busiest roads in the UK. It described it as an A road, but I have no idea. As someone who doesn't drive, what is it road so secret it that they're not? Is. They won't tell you where it is. <laughs> Maybe it said it. It said it was between two places, but then it says it's also a local <laughs> tourist attraction. So I feel like people must know where it is. Um, <laughs> so I'm not really sure. Um, but it's been built by a Buddhist monk who refers to himself as Buddha. Matria, I'm very sorry if I have said that wrong. Um, so he paid uh, £1,000 for a very old farmhouse and it was all weed infested. And over 45 years, so quite a while, um, he has 
transformed it into pretty much a paradise. So when you look at photos, we can like link to it on our socials. It's got um, maple trees, moss, bamboo trees, cherry blossoms, and it's got sort of all the um, stone steps and bridges that you see in a lot of traditional Japanese tea gardens. Ooh. But it's beautiful, really, really beautiful. It sounds amazing. Yeah. I really want to go once lockdown is lifted to all of these hidden hidden places oh yeah that would be a good team trip yeah exactly when, once we work out where it is we can find we know two places but not where it is um <laughs> but yeah and it's just become a tourist attraction and he uses it to teach people about his um home so I did you say it just... took 45 years 45 yeah which is a long time but when you like look at it you can see what, like why it took 45 years because it is amazing and I feel like those trees probably t- needed that amount of time to grow but yeah so it's not like a quick how-to jo- like thing inspiration it's definitely over time but yeah I'll have to link you to the story and then you can have a look well that yeah. definitely makes me feel better about how long it takes me to get anything done in the garden yeah <laughs> Haven't haven't hit exactly. forty five years yet. So. <laughs> so you're that's quite a lot. That's like some good patience right there as well. I'm not sure I could manage that. No, well, he does use the garden to teach people about meditation. So I feel like he is well. Um, he knows the um, joy of patience and meditation and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I would. Long time, forty five years. I would say though, there's definitely something in that sort of delayed gratification thing because you know my um, this is obviously not at all on the same scale but a tiny version of that my fig tree <laughs> I mean you are both absolutely <laughs> sick of hearing about my fig tree now I'm sure um when are we going to get to taste some of these figs Laura we yeah, have to hear suspense. about your fig tree all the time probably in 45 <laughs> years to be honest with you um but last year was the first year that it well I say it fruited properly I as in I had some fruit from it and something about the waiting for it made it so much more precious. Like I yeah. held these figs like they were precious gems and needed to use them in the best possible way. You know, it's just, I think there was something really special. Like obviously you enjoy all your harvests in the garden, but it just, it felt like a real high point. And I think the reason was because I've been waiting for years. <laughs> Yeah, you almost don't want to eat them, but then you do because they're so nice. It's hard. But um, Rose, on the subject of gardens that you'd like to visit, I know we obviously can't visit that garden at the moment, but I did actually find a story the other day about how a lot of um, big public gardens that have unfortunately had to had to close are actually doing virtual tours now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's for example the RHS Wisley Garden, Kew Gardens, lots of gardens under the NGS scheme, all of that sort of thing, and lots overseas as well. So we in a way have access to more gardens. Obviously, we can't physically go there, but there's plenty to have a look round. And I think um I think I read that Beth Chateau Gardens, just which is just near our offices normally, um, is doing it too. So I was wondering, this doesn't necessarily have to be a garden, but if you two could do a virtual tour of anywhere, where would it be? I did do one. I've done um I had a look at Wisley 
because I I'd, I saw as well that a lot of the gardens were doing these virtual tours and I kind of wanted to find out what they were about and see what they were doing. And it was good. It was fun. It's like a um, illustrated map of Wisley and you can pick different bits and find out more about them and they've got photos and then there was like this really beautiful um, panning shot across the gardens um, mm. like a video where they were narrating it about all different parts of the garden it was really really stunning actually uh, yeah. probably not the same as actually going no but if you but can't a yeah. good substitute whilst we can't get out I do like the ones where you get to click and then you can go like the, you click and you, it's like you're walking I'm guessing that's the one that you did Laura is that similar yeah I think there's all different types and I think um Obviously, some of them are slightly more involved than others, but it's really good. I think especially at this time of year when you'd normally be visiting gardens to get some inspiration for your own yeah. space to sort of look at new layouts and planting configurations and various things. It's nice that, I mean, as you say, Blake, it's not not the same as actually going, but it's really nice that you can still do that. You can still get your gardening inspiration, even if it is via a screen rather than actually going there the power of technology because i saw somebody the other day online say imagine if this had all been happening like 20 years ago when we didn't have smartphones and you know we were using maybe dial-up internet and stuff it would have been <laughs> so much more tricky but there's so there's so many amazing things that are people are really pushing the boundaries on trying to make this work as best as possible which is nice definitely and I think um, as well, like, I think you shared it, Blake, maybe, but it was, or showed it to us, but at Arundel Castle, maybe, because they'd created yes. massive tulip gardens and, and floral displays. And it's like, they still want people to see it because it's like all that work that's gone into it. Um, it's good that it can still be shared, even if it's just online, because otherwise yeah, it's a lot it's of a hard shame. work it's, goes into yeah. these gardens. Like, yeah, that you don't realise. Yeah. I am... Um, I really want to do Chatsworth House because they have a giant maze and I really want to go in the maze. <laughs> like yeah. I wonder whether you can do the virtual maze. That would be Maybe. so much fun. Yeah. I don't think you can, but yeah, that would be so cool. Um, also Lost Gardens of Heligan because I I just think that's like one of the most beautiful gardens that I've ever seen. Like it is like a, par- like a lost mm. paradise but um yes I think those would be yeah mighty. oh they would be amazing back into the real world and I've actually one of the things that I've been finding is when I've been going for my daily walk as my exercise um I'm finding that I'm getting a real newfound love for our green spaces which yeah. perhaps I just took for yeah. granted and exploring and actually finding new green spaces local in the local area you know that I didn't even know were there and I'm just stumbling across when I'm out for a walk and I'm like this is so great we really need to protect these and I'm I'm definitely getting a newfound Mm. love and admiration for them I don't know whether you are as well definitely and I was actually saying the other day when I went out for my lunchtime walk that it's even the sounds of being outside, I guess, because we're not, we're not outside as much, but there's a river near where I live. And when I do my one times daily exercise, I tend to walk along the river and there's a lot of, well, I say a lot of wildlife. There's an average amount of wildlife for a river in a town, (laughs) But, um, but there's always a lot of sort of lots of ducks and swans and squirrels and 
everything there and just listening to there was sort of the bird song from the trees and then the quacking from the ducks and then there'd be a gust of wind and you'd hear all the leaves rustling and you just think actually in everyday life I must really take these things for granted because Mm -hmm. they felt like much more prominent to me than they'd usually feel I would say. And as somebody that always walks with their headphones and music blaring out I've actually taken to taking them off and as you say listening to the natural sounds and it's really it really helps and it really lifts you so if anybody at home listening is somebody that also loves to have their headphones on just say when you're out and about take them off for five ten minutes and and yeah embrace nature I do think as well at the moment though that's probably something that whether it's you're subconsciously doing it but taking it out because so much of what we're doing is around screens and headphones and Mm -hmm. communicating via technology and stuff which is obviously great but the walks are that opportunity to just put all that down for a moment isn't it and to just Mm -hmm. sort of step away from that and say I really appreciate what that's doing for me but now I just want to be out in the natural world I really like listening to audiobooks at the moment but and I think that's great when I go for a walk but also sometimes I'll get so immersed in the audiobook which is still good but then I miss so much I'm like oh I forgot I even walked like that bit so Mm. I think I've been trying to do the same like just um turning it off and just going outside and spotting all the wildlife and everything like I keep seeing I've never seen them before but um lots of hares and monk jacks around where I live I think because people aren't out as much so I'm like oh that's cute when I keep spotting the squirrels in the park next to me are just so tame they run honestly I I feel like they're going to run up my leg sometimes they get so close I don't care. But I also am wondering whether maybe, Yeah, I think maybe they're a bit reliant on people giving them food and perhaps they're not getting as much at the moment. So I, I know what some. that park is and those squirrels are so bold. Is it the one I know, next they're house? infamous, aren't yeah. they? Like everybody yeah, knows about so them. Yeah, they're so cheeky. Yeah. Um, I do think speaking of us being outside, we do have to do a quick shout out to Rose for her big weekend achievement. Oh yeah. Rose did a solo half marathon did you not Rose? oh yeah I did well actually it was only 20k and a marathon's 21 so I feel like I didn't actually do it only 20k that's that's a pretty big achievement I would say I just because I was supposed to be doing one in um I was supposed to be doing the Colchester half in March and then obviously it got cancelled so part of me was like I just want to prove that I can actually do it um but yeah it was good I liked it I mean at the end I didn't I didn't like it because it hurt my legs but um yeah (laughs) but in hindsight now that you can look back yeah exactly I'm like oh wow that was a good achievement so like maybe not for a little while but next time I'll I'll see if I can go further or what but probably won't (laughs) but yeah thank you I'm super impressed by that so running through nature instead of walking through nature yes which is still yes both are good I guess this leads on to my story, not particularly, but I'm going to describe it anyway. Um, I woke up this morning and I, the first thing I always do, I don't know whether you're the same, is that I look at my phone um, and I, I'm like, what's in the news today? And I came across this um, piece on the Metro, which is 
which was written by an intensive care nurse um, and they're doing like a my quarantine routine series at the moment where they get different people in to talk about what they're doing during the quarantine period but this was Sally Fairbrass who's um, yeah an intensive care nurse and she uses gardening on her days off and she's said that it's really helping her to cope through what is obviously a difficult and challenging time especially for I think we're all really appreciative of our frontline workers right now Mm, Um, yeah yeah, it was just like a a diary of her day, mm. which sounds like it might be quite a boring read, but it wasn't at all. It was just something mm. really therapeutic about hearing somebody talking about their day of gardening on their day off. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed that and I recommend it and I'm going to put it up on our social media channel so everybody can enjoy reading about Sally's day as well. And she started a gardening blog, which is really nice really inspired by what she's doing and the fact that she's you know managing to find solace in in her gardening when she's not busy at work so it's Mm. worth a read absolutely no we'll we'll definitely all have to have a read of that because it sounds great and as you say it can be really um in the same way that gardening can be very therapeutic hearing about people gardening can also be very therapeutic can't it oh so yeah make sure you um pop that on our socials and everyone can give it a read I will do and obviously a big thanks to everybody that is working on the front line right now I think Mm. we've obviously all been going out and clapping and trying to show our appreciation but it can't be said enough yeah absolutely well I suppose we had better get back to our magazine work we have some exciting things we're working on at the moment so um we'd better get back to it but until next time happy growing Thanks again for listening to The Dirt in association with the Organic Gardening Catalogue. Whether you're an accomplished organic grower or just interested in learning about growing in a more natural way, the Organic Gardening Catalogue is for you. They're the one-stop shop for all things garden related. They've got a fantastic selection of seeds, plants, tools and more. Be inspired by growing organic, whether it be in a garden, an allotment or even on a city balcony. Visit organiccatalogue.com for more. And... Don't forget to subscribe to The Dirt for free to make sure you never miss an episode. We'd love it if you rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to tell your allotment neighbours. We have some really exciting guests coming up and one of them could be you. Do you or someone you know have some great gardening advice, dirty gardening secrets or funny disasters on the plot? Email thedirt at growfruitandveg.co.uk to let us know. Plus, as a special treat for a monthly dose of trusted garden advice from the whole Grow Your Own team, we've got an exclusive offer just for the Dirt listeners. Head to growfruitandveg.co.uk forward slash pod G, that's P-O-D-G, or call 0800 904 7000 and quote pod G to get three issues of Grow Your Own magazine for just £6 and every issue comes with a selection of free seeds. Check the episode notes for details and terms.